honored to have this, uh, this, this sister on the line with us. Well, I'm always honored to talk to her, Dr. Yes. Dr. Janice Jackson. We're talking to the person at the head of the house That's right. about what's going on at CPS. Good morning, Dr. Jackson. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Great. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Yes. Likewise. Likewise. Good morning, Samantha. Rufus is an old friend, but good to hear from both of you. Well, Dr. Jackson, I, I've met you before, but we have to meet again. Yes. Um, we met um, at Malcolm X last year during oh, All Star. Okay. Yeah, during okay. the, the screening of um, Ben Wilson's. Oh, I remember. That was yeah. a wonderful event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good to, to hear from you guys. And I'm not even going to disclose where what? I know Dr. Jackson from. Oh. We've got history. Dr. Jackson is my friend in my head, just so you know. Very good. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, I need a lot of friends these days <laughs> as we try to uh, yeah. navigate yeah. Um, the rough water that I heard you guys speaking about a little bit uh, yeah, earlier today. That. What's what's going on, Dr. Jackson? What is, yep. uh, what's the current well, situation? Well, where we are, um, we're trying to reach a, an agreement with um, Chicago Teachers Union on a safe return to school, mm-hmm. and our goal is to reopen school for children on Monday. Um, that's what we set forth a couple of months ago, and we've been planning. Uh, we've done extensive planning to ensure that our students can return to school safely. Um, it's important to note that we did open our doors up earlier this month for students in pre-K and special education cluster programs. And we had three weeks of solid instruction. The programs are working. Um, but as we are approaching um, kind of a bigger phase and bringing back K through 8, um, we still have not reached an, an agreement with the union on how to do that safely. I hope we are able to do that before Monday, um, but that's kind of where we are as of today. Dr. Jackson, where wow. is the point of of challenge where where is the mm-hmm. why, where are we not getting along what are we not seeing eye to eye on? i think i think well i would say a lot of time um had been you know i would even say wasted just going back and forth on whether or not school should be open and i think that we're past that point um because you know as i've pointed out time and time again um you know our students uh students across the city have been attending private and parochial schools mm-hmm. about 74 percent of the school districts in the state of illinois have in-person learning or hybrid which is the model we're proposing and so we see proof points not only here in chicago but across the state and the nation where folks are going back to school right now i think the biggest issues focus around um staffing and accommodations you know there are people who are concerned about returning to work and we have granted medical accommodations for all of those people that qualify and who are primary caretakers of people in their household that have pre-existing conditions the issue is um some people want accommodations um because they're afraid of COVID or okay. because someone else in their family may be exposed, but they're not the primary caretakers. So I think that, along with vaccinations, I would say are the two biggest sticking points. So yeah. I heard the conversation about vaccinations, and mm-hmm. we just talked briefly about the difficulty yeah. Yeah. of the state distributing what's here, the yeah. difficulty of getting enough vaccines mm-hmm. to give to all the people in the classes that should come. Is yeah. one, and it sound, sounded like one of the requests that the teachers had was that the teachers all be vaccinated before they came back to school. That's what I was yeah. ready to ask. And, and, and your thoughts well, on that? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you guys were just having a discussion about vaccine hesitancy. So I think if the demand is everybody has to be vaccinated, that's essentially saying we're never returning to school. Uh. Um, even if we had all the vaccine in the world, which we know isn't the case because of some of the limitations, if, you know, we can't vaccinate everybody because people have choice in this matter. What I've said to people are a few things. Number one, 
all of those proof points that I identified earlier. Um, there's research around schools being safe to, to operate. Vaccines were not a part of the tools that were used to make them safe. It is an additional tool, one that I'm excited about, but we know that it would be impossible, virtually impossible to get everybody a vaccine. But what the district is doing is we're going to make sure that we offer and make a vaccine accessible for all of our employees, and that is going to be a process. We started with everyone in Group 1A, so that's about 1,600 employees. They've all been offered a vaccination, and now we're going into Phase 1B. Um, you, if you're in Phase 1B, you can go to your primary health care physician right now and get a vaccine. The problem is that they're limited. So we hope that um, by the middle of February, if not sooner, because President Biden has committed to getting these out sooner and faster, we would be able to start vaccinating our teachers at um, sites here in Chicago Public Schools, and our CT- CTS nurses would be the ones administering those vaccines. Now, okay. Jack, I'm sorry. No, let's go ahead. Dr. Jackson, listening. you're not you're not you're not trying to get all of the children back into school. You're trying to get children only children of a certain group, correct? Yeah, yeah. The students whose parents have opted in, and so what's mm-hmm. important about our plan is we're trying to give all of our parents choice. Right now, with our current plan, if you're a parent like me who wants to see my child in school, I don't have a choice. If you believe that schools aren't safe, or you're just not ready to make that step. You will still be able to work, um, have your children educated remotely. But when we talk about this from an equity perspective, which has been distorted and lost, when I look at the data, the attendance data, the kids, there are tens of thousands of students who aren't logging on, period. These mm-hmm. are the kids who just aren't coming to school. Mm-hmm. Then we look at the kids who are coming. We're seeing lower um, pass rates, lower attendance rates, et cetera. And it's no secret that majority of the students are black, Let's say that we say black and brown. Let's start with the real truth. Majority of them are black. Okay, so we're seeing students being impacted in dramatic ways. And, you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, there will be a reckoning related to this. I'm not minimizing COVID and this pandemic. We know it is devastating. It is scary for folks. But I also have a really tough job in that. I know that there are so many other things that our students deal with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. and schools are the last kind of public service support that many of our families have and rely on, and it's been closed to them for over 300 days now. So, Dr. Jackson, why? Why is it, why do you think that these children are not logging on, and why do you think that they're not focusing in on what's available. Quick, quick, quick answer with that, too. And is it an economic thing, you know, too, with people not being able to, to get the services or is that? Well, a- we, we've we've given out devices. We've made yeah. Internet accessibility yeah. free. I mean, there are no barriers from that standpoint. I think that life, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, but, you know, anecdotally, a few things stand out. If you are, that's why we started with pre-K and our um, students with disabilities, because right. if you look at an online class, there are parents sitting right behind them now how many parents have the elect the luxury to stay and sit with their kids throughout the school day then go and work or do whatever else they need to do to take care of their families it's hard i've heard from some parents of early childhood kids that say look we'll come back when you all get it together you know we we call homes of kids who aren't logging on you got grandmothers taking care of four and five kids because the parents may be out working because they're essential workers themselves and they say i don't know how to use the computer i don't know what they're doing and then 
any other issue, which is just normal um, student oversight, which I deal with this in my house, you got kids playing games while they're supposed to be online. We've given yeah. them the devices. We can see what they're doing. And outside of, you know, the CPS Google Suite, which is where they access their work, they're on YouTube, Instagram, Roblox, Everything doing all these school. things. Right. Everything for school. And, and so... This is complicated. I think we will get there, um, but I think that it's hard to argue that our kids need to be in school, and I believe that we need to do it safely, and I believe that the plan we have in place is a strong plan, um, and our kids will be safe. I would not make that decision if I couldn't um, guarantee their safety. Dr. Jackson, and as I listen to you talk about it, too, I know you were talking about the opt-in thing, because when you hear it, the, the ear, the, mm-hmm. un- the untrained ear, I'll say the ignorant yeah. ear. Mm-hmm. What they just want everybody to go back. But again, I like how you mentioned and pointed out it's an opt-in yeah. situation. It, exactly. It, yeah. I, yeah. And as far as you know, teachers returning. Um, you know, it's it, we have had principals working in our building since the pandemic started. We've had lunchroom staff who are mainly African American and Latina wow. workers. We've had um, security guards and custodians working since the beginning. We, as employer, as employees of this district, we have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. It, that's part of our job, and we have to do it and keep the safety in mind. But we have been able to do it. We have strict protocols in place that we've been implementing with fidelity. Um, but, again, I think the conversation has to shift from should we or shouldn't we go back to school, and we should all be focused on how we go back to school and do it safely. Dr. Jackson, unfortunately, yeah, I, we want to keep this conversation going, but we have to break. Is there any? Can you stay with us any longer, or is this all the time that you have? I I, I am supposed to hop on another call. Okay, uh, ignore that. Uh, right after <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you guys work the radio, so you know how it is. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to come back, or happy to keep it going. But I I'm pretty packed Tell today. Tell them that you're talking to me. I got ignore one that. last question, Doctor Jackson. Go ahead. So, so where we at right now? What is it looking like? The forecast. Okay, the forecast yeah. is uh, we expect and hope that students um, will be back in school on Monday. That's okay. our goal. Uh, we have to reach an agreement with CTU. We have three more days to do that, and I'm hopeful that we'll be able to reach that settlement because they know that so many families, 77,000 of them, are expecting wow. to have their kids back in school on Monday. Dr. Jackson, we wish you all the Thank success you. in this. If there's any way we can be helpful, please let us know. Thank you so much for your time, and good luck Thank with you. making this happen on behalf of our children. All right. You guys have a good one. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Dr. Jackson. Bye-bye.